This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A sizzling temperature and a performance to match. That was the story of Accrington Stanley as the Stags continued their unbeaten start to move up into the automatics. But can it continue ahead of the trip to Colchester United? The longer the run goes on, the more the temptation of complacency will have. With players slowly coming back from injury though, Clough will be sure to keep that monster at bay and focus on the job at hand. Tonight on the Mansfield Matters podcast, we'll gush over three tremendous goals and three welcome points. We'll have an eye on the future following yesterday's Central League Cup fixture. We'll preview Saturday's trip to Colchester and try to answer the big question. Can the Stags unbeaten run continue? And if it doesn't, has this squad got what it takes to keep a foothold on the automatic promotion dream? All of that and as ever, your comments, questions and opinions in the live feed on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. Mansfield Town did uh, superbly well in battling through that heat wave to bring home all three points on Saturday afternoon away at Accrington Stanley. Who are they? Well, let's find out who they are. And by they, I mean people who are joining me on the Mansfield Matters podcast tonight. Christ, that link was terrible. Let's say hello and good evening to Mr. Alan Wilson. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, everybody. Let's say hello and good evening to the man who turned up as the jingle was playing. It's Mr. Cam Felton. Good evening. Good evening. And let's say hello and good evening to a man whose garage has been redone. He's got his shirts almost ready to go. He is halfway there. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Nick of Mansfield Town Shirts fame. Hi, Craig. I'm, I'm halfway there. We're halfway there. Just need the shirts back. Bit of paint and we're nearly there. Yeah. I mean, to be, to be fair, you know, it's... We've podcasted in 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 darker, wor- worse places. At least you've made it to the show. I mean, Nathan right now is is, is bottle feeding, but personally, he could have held a, the baby in one hand, had the bottle under his arm, and held a camera in the other hand. He could have been here, but he's not. And then you know, Clive, this technology on 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 trains now could have been here as well. But where is it? He's not here. But you've made it here, and that is the uh, the most important thing. Um, how are how is life in, in Shirtland? What's the collection up to now since we last saw you? Well, it's currently uh, in storage at the minute because it's not here. So every so often I do make the trek to just hand another one to me parents and go, here goes another one. Um, 145. But again, that does include some replicas that I'm slowly sort of weaning out. But um, there's some kids ones in there that I'll keep in mind. But yeah, I'm 145. I've had, I've had quite a few recently, just randomers that turn up now. Um, I have just negotiated with Martin McIntosh for one of his. Oh, so well, there you go. There's a name from the past. Well, the past, yeah. Um, from the relegation season. So, yeah, there's some more coming. But hopefully when we decorate it, they'll um, all look nice and neat and on display, hopefully. 
I look forward to seeing the Mansfield Town Shirts Museum. Uh, Alan, let's delve straight into Saturday afternoon. It was absolutely blistering heat, um, which in any other circumstance, you'd expect a slow, um, slow-paced game and uh, a, an afternoon where not much happened. But as it was, Mansfield Town managed three sizzling goals and three sizzling points. I think it looked quite slow to start with, to be fair. First 10, 15 minutes where they get into grips with each, you know, each side was cancelling each other out, if that makes sense. But once Stag's got a foothold and, you know, after the super goal from uh, DKD, the first one, you know, there was a, I, I agree with what George Marius said in his interview. There was only one winner. They played some really, really good football. Cam, it would be an afternoon where the likes of me and you definitely would would hide. And had we had Stephen Quinn on the pitch, we would have been like playing with uh, ten, considering the ginger thing. But you know, forget factor fifty. It was fact. It was factor Mansfield, wasn't it? It was. It, it was very impressive. And I'm not. I'm not saying that we were all a bit negative going into it because we we weren't. But it, it was. It was probably the game that we were most worried about. We don't beat Accrington. We know they're a very well-drilled well side and we and they've not had a bad start to the season and we made them look average, which is fantastic. If you can go on the road to any club and make them look average in front of their own fans, on a day like that, then fair play to the team because it was a fantastic performance and the goals were superb. Individual... Brilliant, and then a fantastic team goal sandwiched in the middle. Fantastic all-round performance. Well, one man certainly was on that. Uh, I don't want to say negative hype before the game, but more on the on the cautious side was Nick. You forgot to do your podcast predictions. We were stood outside the uh, the, the ground, and you managed to get it in before the deadline. And you were like, "What should I do? What should I do?" And uh, remind everybody or tell everybody what you went with in the end. <sighs> two two. <laughs> that didn't go quite so well. And the week before, when we uh, played Bradford, I had a draw and then I changed it. Well, no, I didn't change it. I was going to put a draw and then change it for a Stags win. So I got it the wrong way around. But um, I went for 2-2. Two, two. I, I, a bit like Cam, I thought. It's away at Accrington. We don't beat Accrington. So they don't beat them away. Uh, 1986, I think it was the last time they beat them away. So, yeah, it just didn't happen. But then we turned up and I say it was quite comfortable in the end. I mean, the best part of it was we had the only row in the shade. At the end, which was a positive, of course. Um, which you know, money can't buy that, can they? But yeah, we, we I thought we were brilliant from from sort of. Well, Alan said a bit of a slow start, but after that, as soon as we got that first goal, it felt different to Crew. At Crew, I always felt like there was going to something was going to happen. I, I didn't ever feel like they were going to score, um, and if they did, it was only going to be a consolation because I thought we were excellent. Yeah, we certainly were on on the on the day. Uh, as ever, come and have your say on your team. Get involved in the comments now. Anything you want to say, whether it's around Accrington, around the uh, League Cup or whatever it is that you want to say. If it's Mansfield time related, drop it in the comments. Um, Paul in the comments says, oh my God, no Clive, how will we cope? I think we'll all be fine for a week. We'll be fine for a week. Um, Alan, um, you know, as Saturday afternoon noons go, as we say, to get three points at Accrington was great. And I think one of the most pleasing things, I know we'll, we'll sort of drool over the goals later on, but it was the fact that the team put in a professional performance and didn't let things like the weather and, and things like that take uh, take hold. You look at last season, uh, almost a similar time of year when we played Leighton Orient away, Early season, really, really hot, really difficult conditions to play in, and we just didn't didn't turn up. We didn't do what we needed to do, and it was those fine margins which cost us in the end. This year, it didn't. It come rain or sunshine, I think it won't matter to Mansfield because they will really, really just get their head down and, and do the job they need to do. And the thing that impressed me most was uh, Lewis. How long's he been out for? Is it four to six weeks or something like that? And he looked brand new, didn't he, when he came back? I know he was uh, blowing out his proverbial when he'd finished, and he, he was ad admitted of that. But uh, up until that point, I thought he was superb. You know, it looked as like he'd never been away. He just slotted straight back in, albeit, you know, with a different partner on the right-hand side, with Barry instead of Johnson. But I think it performed admirably, like everybody did. Moreover, for me, Cam, I was pleased to see him start in, in midfield. I was worried, and we discussed this previously, that if he came back in before Johnson was back fit, 
that Clough would do what Clough has done historically, which is drop Jordan Bowery and and put more of a, a player that he suits there. But he didn't. He stuck him mid, in, into midfield, into his natural position, and it definitely paid off. It did. And point proven, you play players in their natural position and they perform better. It, it's just how things work and Clough doesn't always see that and it's frustrating. But um, yeah, like Alan said, it, it looked like he'd not been away. Uh, what a performance it was from him. Not not just for the goal, but to slot back in as if he'd not been away. It's fantastic and a testament to him, like just getting back to fitness and obviously putting the hard work in on the training ground and, and being up to speed straight away. You, you look at some players in the past that we've had where that have been out for similar lengths of time and it's took him a game or two to get back into it and it seems that he's got straight back in and the performances there already and it, it was a big loss when we didn't have him. I think a lot of the... I can't name a single player that we've got that I'd say is not a loss when we've not got them. You look at the players who got injured, every single one of them could bring something to the team. Yeah. So to get one back and fingers crossed get more of them back in the next two to three weeks is going to be quite a, an interesting situation for Clough and his team because I wouldn't say anybody deserves to be dropped, but are those that are coming back into the into the picture going to walk straight back into the scene, into the team? Definitely not. It's interesting with Lewis, uh, Nick, because like Cam said, he, he did fit straight back into the side, but I also felt on the day that he brought uh, the better out of the other midfielders in, in that team as well. You look at George Maris, got himself a goal, changed position, moved from that right-hand side across to that left-hand side, uh, in that gap, which was occupied by, by Ollie Clark previously. Uh, again, in the middle, Lewis Reed um, did his usual thing and played his usual game. But having Lewis, Aaron Lewis back in the side, I think, raised both his game and um, and that of um, George Maris too. I think it was the best our midfielder looked this season, I think. I like Maris playing further forward. I think the more further back he goes, I think the less effective he is. And I think that showed with him sort of arriving late in the box uh, for the goal. I think he's he does a lot better when he's playing further forward, but Reed just dropping back that little bit allows him to do that. Lewis is a bit of everything, isn't he? He's up, he's down, he's back, he's he's on one side, he's on the other side. I thought he was brilliant. Um I do think the commanding nature of Flint at the back allows the midfield to sort of push a little bit further forward because they're not so worried that they're going to get a big long ball over the top and they've got to chase back because, you know, Flint and Brunt, Brunt, another word for him, I thought he was brilliant on the ball. I thought he was fantastic as well. And his sort of calm composure um, and, and ability to pick a good pass, I think, helped the midfield three. But I think with them and Keeler Dunn, I think that was the best we'd seen in midfield. I thought they linked together brilliantly. And, and one thing I did notice is that other teams are normally good at and we're not so good at is that every time we had the ball, there were two or three options. But sometimes we get a little bit too close together and everyone's a little bit compact in that middle because they're all sort of trying to share the same sort of space. But I thought, like you say, with Lewis brought a little bit different. I think every time it went back to the defenders, they had four or five options that, you know, they could have gone right to Lewis, left to, to Maris. You had the fullbacks. Very rare did it go back to Pim, which normally Pim gets the ball more than most sometimes, but I, I don't think it very rarely went back to him. I thought we always had options and... But we look the best we look really in midfield. Keep your comments coming in. Uh, Tim says Lewis is the game changer for us this season. The team steps it up another level when he is on. We're more vibrant and positive. He makes things happen. Um, interesting that you were talking about Lewis Brunt there, Nick, as well, because Thomas uh, in the comments has uh, said went under the radar. But how good is Lewis Brunt? Was worried about his slender building league too, especially as their big number nine targeted him. But love how he jumps early to counter it at his size. His ability on the ball is a level above two. Looks like a top signing. And I would have to agree with that, Cam. Other than that first 45 minutes, his first 45 minutes uh, as well at Sheffield Wednesday, he has slotted right in there. And to be honest, even now, Bailey Cargill is pretty much match fit and ready to go. I think he'll struggle to shift him because he, Brunt that is, and Aidan Flynn have, have started to create a nice little partnership back there. They have, and I suppose that that's a positive on, on Brunt, but a, a, a massive positive on Flynn. No doubt he'll have done uh, as much as he can to sort of like build this 
relationship and, and build this trust. And that's what you get with an experienced player. And you see it all the time, uh, whether it's Mansfield or not, you see a younger centre-back with a more experienced centre-back and they learn. And you look, for example, uh, under under Dave, when Ryan Sweeney came in and he's partnered alongside someone like Christian Pierce, that it just it, it worked so well and both players learned first and foremost to how to sort of like play with each other but have that trust and that bond that worked so well and it, it's great that we've got a partnership because in previous seasons we've we've been guilty of being weak at the back point proven last season we leaked so many goals it cost us a pace, place in the playoffs and Clough identified that and alright Brunt came in because of Kilgore and Johnson going out injured but he's definitely earned his place in the side and now it's just like like you said with the 45 minutes it's Chef Wednesday, you could tell it was just nerves, but we know that we've now got a very competent and good player at League Two. And he gives us options pitch as well, doesn't he, Alan? The fact that he can play in midfield. I like the fact that he's comfortable on the ball. He can move it and play the ball on the deck and really has suited our, our style. It reminds me a little bit of a defensive Ryan Sturk. He can spot a pass, um, can, uh, can Lewis Brunt. And I really like that. That gives us a little bit of balance on that uh, on that left hand side. I don't I don't think it's my uh, chance either. You know him coming from Leicester because uh, they play the same sort of game. And I've got a friend who's a, a big fan of Leicester, and he said he saw him both times when he played in the Premier League, and he said he didn't look out of place at all. He says he can same as you've just said. He can spot a pass. It was very good on the ball. He can edit. You know, he's the all round player really. To be fair, and he probably slots in better at the side of Flynn than you know maybe some of the others who played the wrong side. Maybe you know like Barry did or whatever, because Flynn went to the other side when Barry played with him. But now they seem to be you know ideal together. It's symmetric. It's nice, and it's uh, looking good. Yeah, and having that right pairing, Nick, is is just as important as having a front two that uh, that play well together. Having people who can play in the right position because right side centre back and left side centre back, it is a completely different game. And when you start getting your wires crossed, that's where you do start to get in trouble. Even though it's the similar position on the pitch, it's all about body angles, body shape, and how you play out. Yeah, and uh, things like going for the same ball. How many times have we seen defenders working <laughs> together and they both end up going for the same ball? I think it'll help that they're two completely different type of defenders you're not going to get Brunt going for the same ball that Flint's going to go for for example and Flint's not going to be you know dropping back and chasing the pace that Brunt does so I think they work really well together actually um, like somebody mentioned in the comments he probably should do as a Premier League or ex-Premier League player but there's no guarantee that they're going to be the slot in at League 2 and start playing as he has done especially that he's had to start in such a key position for us in a you know, we have looked shaky at times over the last few seasons in defence. And for him to just come in and slot in, look like he's played there for years, I think is a is a testament to him. And we've got quite a few good options now, really, at centre-back. I mean, I know we haven't seen Williams play there yet, but he came on and had a nice little cameo at the end. Um, you know, we've got, we've got somehow, even with the, all these injuries out, we've got options for once in defence, which I didn't think I'd be saying yeah, in the last season. He's not trying to get him stuck in either, is he, Williams? You know, no, when I quite like that, on, he's straight in there. And, you yeah. know, he, he makes that tattle when it's needed. And it, I've been quite impressed with Williams. Sorry, Craig. That's all right. Must only be in first team games because he wasn't that great for the in the reserves, in my opinion, yesterday. But I was just getting <laughs> really bit. And to be fair, when you're playing the Notts County's under 14s, why would you want to get stuck in? Um, more on that later on. Um, I saw your dad, by the way, Cam, yesterday. He was, the, he was there. He said. Uh, yeah. He said he asked me if I was going, but I was working in uh, Loughborough for the cricket, so uh, couldn't go unfortunately. Well, there you go. Uh, go back to more comments. Uh, talking about like uh, squad rotation and things like that, and uh, players making their position, their shirt theirs. Um, the barred bait is there again. Uh, Simon says, interesting to see if Johnson gets straight back. Uh, in all, or whether we'll remain with uh, Bowery. Obviously, Adam Crump in the comments has gone Johnson by far. Uh, but but Nick, Jordan Bowery, you know, like we were saying with the whole Aaron Lewis situation, 
we thought that Lewis would come in and Barry would go straight out. But Bowery's really made that right back slot his own. And I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's because he's not been tested too much. But even when he has, I think he's defended superbly well. He does a lot of off-the-ball stuff. Like, we saw it quite often, didn't we, on Saturday, where um, we'd lose the ball from an attacking set piece and Barry would stand up his man well, wouldn't get stuck in with a tackle, but he'd just shepherd him out and he'd allow enough time for us to get our shape back. And I think Barry's really holding on to that to that shirt and uh, who knows? I think he's he was obviously voted player of the month last month and he's, he's doing well again. Yeah, I think at the end of last season, he became a bit of a bit part player, didn't he? And you could just see his sort of motivation didn't seem to be there. Uh, but this season he's been, yeah, it's his shirt to lose for me at the minute. If you play that well and get a player of the month, I don't think you should be booted out the first time someone comes back. But um, Johnson is, is, Johnson's a good player. He hasn't impressed me to the point where I'd lob Barry straight out there. But I understand, obviously, he is a right back, so probably should be playing there. But Barry was fantastic, I thought. He made some real covering sort of, like you say, weren't really tackles, but just covering movements that halted two or three of their attacks when, you know, a Flint or a Brunt or whoever had given the ball away. Um, you know, his pace and he got back in there. Like you say, he stood them up, showed them away from goal, made a few last-ditch headers over our bar towards the end. Um, I, I think with a confidence player like him, I think you've got to keep playing him. I, I don't think he's done anything to really warrant losing that spot. I know he's not a right-back, obviously, but he isn't going to play up front, is he? So, um, I, I think for me, it's his shirt to lose at the minute. Jordan Bowery is not anything other than a Jordan Bowery. It's its own special category, and that's that's not a negative. That's not that's not a a slant to him. Jordan Bowery is Jordan Bowery. And I did see um, somebody he, commented on the video. But why is the number nine coming from behind the shot in the celebration for the Reed goal? And I did have to say he plays right back because <laughs> um, I think there's a bit of confusion why our number nine was so deep. But uh, yeah, you have to explain with Mansfield that he is playing fullback. We just have a very deep line forward. It's a reverse. It's a new tactic which somebody's created on Football Manager. It's the reverse deep line forward at right back. Um, Roger in the comments says that Bowery has been surprisingly good. Hats off to him for his versatility. Thomas adds on paper Bowery is perfect for League Two at right back. Great size, good speed. Until his performance drops, leave him B. Simon adds Barry looks full of confidence and enjoying it. Roger also says Johnson will come back. Clough won't leave him on the bench, I think. Um, and also adds that Pim made a couple of good saves on Saturday. Uh, back to Lewis Brunt for a second. Mark says, watch Brunter under 21s at Leicester and look like he had something then. Doing a cracking job so far. Can't wait to see him later in the season as Flint's experience rubs off even more. Uh, Roger says, Lewis Brunt, a lone player from Leicester City, is not a surprise. He's good at League Two standard. He should be. Uh, let's talk now, though, uh, about... Uh, a certain Mr. James Gale, who came back into the starting lineup on Saturday afternoon. He came on as a sub the previous week, and we all sort of said he completely changed the game. And had he come on earlier, um, may have even gone on to uh, help us uh, do do even better in that game. Uh, but on Saturday, Cammy was straight back in, had a, a, a superb game for me, none more so than highlighted in two of the goals we scored. The first, of course, he set for Davies Keeler Dunn with the, a lovely little cross from that right-hand side. Well-weighted, well-positioned, good little run. And then the, the, the George Maris goal, um, his movement at the back post just to drop off and draw two defenders with him, opened that gap for George Maris and allowed that pocket of space. He looks a, a sub, superb, superb player, does James Gale. And we're talking about Jordan Bowery keeping his shirt at right-back. James Gale is keeping Will Swan out of that side. He is, quite quite clearly. Um, and obviously Clough said after the game that Will Swan is not quite clipped for him this season. I'm sure at some point it will, but until that point, is there any reason to, to drop Gale? No, exactly the same reason. There's no point. He's, he's showing his, his worth and obviously why Clough rated him so highly and why the hierarchy at the club want, bought him from Long Eaton. Obviously, this is all something. He spent time with the with the youth team and, and developed and now he's all right, he's not scoring in the first team, but he's he's doing the extra extra bits that you don't necessarily see from a striker a lot of the time. A lot of the time you of that sort of calibre, sort of like players, sort of like 
with their ability, you'd want them to be banging in goals left, right, centre. But he's doing all the other bits, and we've got the rest of the team to to back it up to to finish it off. And yeah, like you said, for the for the second goal, it, it, it doesn't matter if he's involved in the play or not. He has took away two two defenders, and it, it's created that space. And I think in the past we've been a little bit guilty of not doing enough in the box, being a bit lazy. Uh, not getting a shot off and or being able to find that space and Gail just by his presence not even doing anything he's he's created that space but it's just that intention of making that run which has created the space and so, I hope that go on sorry no carry on no um it's it's frustrating because quite clearly Clough didn't like giving youth a chance last season, season before. But James Gale 100% could have come into this side even earlier last season. And and yes, we're seeing what he can do now. But think back and what he was able to do, uh, especially in that Colchester game and the couple of games leading up to that. But if he throws him in even earlier... Does our season change last season, considering what we've seen from Gale so far? Just well, throwing if buts and maybes, isn't it, on the past, but in terms of the here and now, someone earlier on, Nick, was mentioning about our strikers, you know, not necessarily scoring goals, but that's not the way we necessarily play. We we contribute from all over the pitch and you know, to say our strikers aren't scoring goals, yet we won 3-0 on Saturday and scored three really, really good goals. All right, one of them was an absolute worldie, which happens one in a million. But I think this comment from Thomas um, highlights it. And it's also James Gale looks so lively, fills the void of resource, unsettled defenders, always running in behind and his work rate is second to none. Should start every game when Oates is out, especially away from home. Bit of a rough diamond, in my opinion. I think he's absolutely spot on. The contributions he makes, his running, his energy, his closing down, his press, suits the way we play like an absolute glove. Yeah, he's for someone at 21 who's played 16 games to be, for me, one of the first names on the team sheet at the minute is, um, you know, is a real achievement for him. I think he's... We've just got to be careful who we're pairing with because I think sometimes you're playing with Aikens and you get a little bit too similar because they both do the same thing. Uh, and they end up both running and there's no one in the middle. But I think that's why Keeler Dunn's been so successful because he then becomes the man in the middle. You know, for me, I don't care whether it's a striker or a midfielder who scores six goals in four or five games. It doesn't, I don't, you know, I'm not bothered who that is as long as someone's doing it. And we seem to be contributing from all over at the minute. Um, in recent years, having that one big striker, we've tried a few, haven't we, with Andy Cook and a few others, doesn't always seem to suit the way we play. And I think, like you say, at the minute, I think Gale really does contribute massively to how we play and he they didn't know how to play him he just ran into him he ran through them he ran round them he created so much space and room for for Keeler done around the edge of the box that you know it led to two goals as we've just said but credit to him I think he's, he's one of the first names of the team sheet for me at the minute you've got to protect him a little bit can't play him all the time yeah but I think he's one he's a confidence player again I think he will only grow playing more and more and more and if you've got a youngster like that if you don't use him you'll lose him so we do we do need to play him we just need to find somebody up with him who works with him, be it Oates, Swan, Aikens, whoever. Um, but I think once uh, once other people click around him, I, you know, I think we, we've got a real player anyway, Gail. He's, he looks brilliant. Yeah, he's, he, do, he is the whole round package, isn't he, Alan? He's physical, he's tall, he's good in the air, he runs well, he reads the game well, he can pick a pass. The, obviously, he's a young player, so he will get some naive bookings. But I actually firmly believe that as much as we look to, to the likes of Reese Oates and Will Swan to, to get you 10 goals apiece. I think once James Gale gets one and gets off the mark up and running, the more he plays, the more he, he, he will grow in confidence and you've just got to keep watering that flower. Well, it's got to be really confidence-boosting uh, for him when Nigel tells him, you know, when it whether it's a Friday or a Saturday morning when they're playing, if you're keeping Will Swan out the side, you're doing something right, aren't you? He's doing really well and it can only bode well in the future because like last year, he scored a goal and then scored another one and then he ended up four or five or whatever he had and he scored a, a good goal against Colchester last year as well. And the t the one against Newport that he scored, it, it does look a really good prospect. But like I say, if he keeps playing, I can only see Swan being on the bench while he's playing as good as he's playing. 
Yeah, I'm going to call it now as well. I think uh, if Abdullah gets a little bit of a, a loan spell and some experience, I think Gail and Abdullah would be a handful of a pair, by the way. I think they're two very similar players and uh, I think the future is definitely bright on that one. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Adam says, Gail's endeavour and effort. Loved it. Stepping up, young man. Well done. Uh, Mark said, I said last season, watch Gail come good this. Gail has something about him. Simon adds, Gail scored a good goal at Colchester. Always gives 100% proud to wear the shirt. Tim adds, James Gale keeps the oppos opposing defence very, very busy. It makes us look that little bit more dangerous. Um, also, um, Mansfield Matters OG alert. Simon in the comments. Simon Mercer, evening, mate. Good to see you again. Says, evening, fellas. Gale will be good for Mansfield. He looks good, uh, but still young and learning his trade. What a goal from Alan, Aaron Lewis. If that's not goal of the season, I don't know what is. If it was Rashford or Kane, they'd be talking about it for years. Um, comments flooding about James Gale and attack as well. Um, Paul says, last season, Swan was like a Jack Russell, but since we signed him, not been the same. Um, not really had a run yet, has he, to really uh, get his his, uh, his pace back. Um, Roger says, Gale, a very useful player to come on and do a bit of terrorising defenders. Personally, for me, I think it's the opposite. I think you, you start him, let him run defenders into the ground for 65 minutes and then bring players like Will Swan and... Um, and let them uh, let them capitalise. Uh, Mark says, Gail Cheat taking the chance with both hands whilst the injuries are there. He, it's his spot to lose at the moment. Uh, and Roger says, Swan was supposed to be the star man, but it's not turned at, out that way up to yet. Uh, let's talk about uh, the three goals then, um, Cam, in a little bit more depth and, and look at those. Let's start with the obvious one. Obviously, Aaron Lewis's one will be talked over and over and over again. You, I guess it was one of those goals when you sort of uh, you, you hear about it and you see it back where you think, oh, that's annoying. I wish I'd have been there to see it live. That's very much how I felt. Fortunately, I paid the £10 to watch it on iFollow, so I didn't miss it. But I was sat at my grandma's watching it with my uncle. And it went in, I just looked at my uncle, I just said, I genuinely cannot believe I've just seen probably the best goal I've ever seen a Mansfield Town player score. The, the, the technique, the, the power, and <laughs> it, it's hard to sum up because it's just one of those goals you just cannot just explain. It's just literal perfection. The way that it's just dipped under the crossbar and, and in front of the away fans as well. It, it's it's a dream goal for any sort of player to, to score that sort of goal. But in front of the away fans, it brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And Adam in the comments sums it up perfectly as well. DKD presses um uh was the Aaron Lewis gifting the best assist ever. Yeah. It was that urgency, that closing down that we've been so used to since the start of the season and that high press and it's it's forced an error from the goalkeeper and, and we've profited from it and it, it is great work off the ball uh, and it's just a, a superb goal Controversial comment uh, announcement coming after Alan's comment that's a controversial comment coming after Alan's comment thank you I just thought it was uh, nice if you heard his interview afterwards when he says, I was going to trap the ball firstly, then it he says, but I was so, well, I won't say the word, I, it was tired in other words, and so I hit it straight away, but I thought that was a quality comment from him. He was absolutely <laughs> knackered. Um, <laughs> yeah. Controversial comment time. Aaron Lewis's goal was not the best goal we scored on Saturday. The silence, in, I can feel the eyes piercing at me. In uh, uh, Nigel's eyes, do you mean? He, he preferred the second one, didn't he? The, the team goal. Who cares about Nigel? In my eyes, it, in my eyes it, was, it wasn't the best goal we scored on Saturday. It wasn't even the second best goal we scored on Saturday. It was the third best goal we scored on Saturday. And I, 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 Do you know what? I'm not taking anything away from it, right? Because it was a superb strike. The technique, spot on. But there's a little bit of my brain which thinks, not because he did admit that he was initially thought of trapping it, like Alan said, 
But yeah. also, it did feel a little bit like a tired dink over the top for someone to chase onto it. And he's just got lucky and it's gone into the top corner and, and dipped and moved very, very well. And then the angles of all the cameras make it look tremendous. And then everyone jumps on the bo- on board of it. But the best goal we scored on Saturday was George Maris's goal. The movement, the, the, the way we move the ball, the movement off the ball. James Gale, as I said earlier, ragging two defenders off to create that space. That was the best goal we scored for me on Saturday. Controversial comment over. Nick, feel free to tear me down in flames. Uh, I, 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 it's hard to choose between any, any three of them. I, I know Sky Sports do a top five goals and we got two of them. We probably should have had three of those five, but they probably didn't feel like being that nice to us. But yeah, any of the three, they were unbelievable. You're lucky if you get one of those goals a game, let alone to have three in the same game. Uh, I mean, from the side-on view we had of Lewis's, it didn't look as impressive. Obviously, it looked an amazing goal, but when you're behind it, I mean, the fans behind the goal got an, you know an unbelievable view of that. But the, t- yeah. the team goal is obviously what Clough's going to be uh, going to be all about, isn't he? Um, just shows a variety, I suppose. You know, three different goal scorers, three different positions, um, involvements from from everyone really, and and it's just really well-worked goals, which we don't normally score. If you said, you know, how does Stags normally score? We seem to be scoring more and more of those sort of team goals. If you look at the goals we score these days, there's a hell of a lot of good build-up in and around the box, making the right decision, which has been our letdown last season. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'd, it'd be hard to pick. You could Lewis's goal is always going to get the, um, the view, so to speak, but you could probably argue all three. I mean, the overhead kick, the view from behind the goal, from the away end, a few they had a few random weird vloggers around that I saw videos of on YouTube. And some of the videos they got of the overhead kick was unbelievable. It was right in the top corner. Imagine watching you, the game. You could pick any of that. You know, to imagine scoring an overhead kick and it being the third least, you know, the, the third least <laughs> impressive goal of the game. You'd be gutted, wouldn't you? You'd be gutted. Normally that'd be, there'd been videos of that, but I don't, yeah. you know, didn't even get a mention, did it, that one? You know, an overhead <laughs> kick from, I mean, let, from the edge of the box in the top corner. Let's be honest, Aaron Lewis has swung at, uh, swung at fresh air and he's hit the ball and, and luckily for him, one knowing it's flew in the top corner. No, I'm not having that. DK, no, not having that. I'm not having that. <laughs> DKD's one, to be fair, lovely crossing and then the movement to swivel, to get it up in the air, to get the connection, fair play. Uh, Tim in the comments says, we have played very well so far this season, but do you feel that we have had a real test? We'll be interested to see how we perform against other promotion candidates. Alan, you're always the voice of positivity on this podcast, so I'll let you take that one first. Yeah, I, I don't think we'll have a problem. I felt I felt really confident on Saturday against Accrington. That's why I said the 2-0 scoreline. I, I weren't far off. But uh, I can't see us having a problem at this present time. The time will come... When you know we, we have that little dip in form where we maybe lose one or not put the chances away, but like Leighton Orient last season, like Forest Green the season before, there's always one team that seems to do quite well, you know, and keeps the run going. And why can't it be Mansfield for a change? I'd love to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Paul in the comments says pure class volley, not a team, not just a team goal. Uh, Roger says he noticed the keeper out of his position and hit it. Swerved into the corner, so no chance the keeper save. Look on keeper's face was priceless goal of the season. Yes. Uh, all three goals were brilliant. End of, says Tim. Uh, Steve says, I too think DKD's goal was the slightly the best of the three. Simon says, Newport were gutted to see Lewis leaves. Can certainly see why he's been absolute class. Um, Roger says you don't often see Stag score three like that in a game. Still think Sheffield Wednesday's 30-plus passes take some beating as well. It's not bad when debating which goal is the goal of the season. Um, and uh, lots more comments coming in as well. One question we have had uh, in Cam is that about Callum McDonald. Thomas asks, thoughts on Callum McDonald? Really impressed. think McLaughlin will struggle to get his place back as much as I love him. I actually think I'd agree with that. I think McLaughlin will actually be third in line for that left-back spot because Bailey Cargill is also knocking on the door because he's superb cover at left-back. And with Brunt playing as well as he is, that's the more likely place that uh, Cargill will get it, will get back in. Oh, isn't it good having all these little <laughs> issues of trying to pick who do we want in what position? Jeez, think back. It should be an announcement for more than one choice at left back. That's an announcement. I know. Yeah, we've we've not had that for about five years. It's, it's a surprise. I know. I can't overuse the the, the No, sound don't do that. No. I mean, I sort of overused it before we even came live, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, but, uh, 
Seriously though, yeah. thoughts on uh, Callum McDonald, Nick? Um, yeah, I think he's been brilliant. I, I, I think we saw him at Alfreton first, and I thought, I mean, he scored that great goal. I know it's only Alfreton, but you know, he, I, I thought he looked really. He looks quite tough, doesn't he? He looks a bit of a tough nut. He does fly into tackles from like thirty yards away sometimes, which doesn't help. Um, but he's yeah, he's just. T- you, you, I want to play against him as a winger. I'd hate to come up against him because he's just really tough. He's robust. He bounces off things. He wins headers. Good on the ball. Pace up and down. Got a good delivery. Um, I think he's been a really good signing. I, I don't know if anyone expects him to start every week, but certainly um, he's got the got the shirt just like everyone in the eleven has at the minute. And uh, you, I think you'd find it difficult to prize it off him. I, I don't think McLaughlin has come back and suddenly uh, find himself in the team. I think I think he could take a, a, a note out of McLaughlin's book and McLaughlin bring him to one side to show him how to take a free kick, though. Yeah, he can't. No, that's, that's, that not in his, uh, that's not in his repertoire at the minute. I'll give <laughs> no. you that. Yeah, Definitely not. it's not in anyone's repertoire at the minute, is it? Free kick or corners? We can't <laughs> seem to take either. I know for for all of this beautiful play that we're having, Cam, and for all this positivity which we, is bleeding out of us, there's always one thing missing, isn't it? It's like it's, it, it's like we 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 want to buy the best thing out on the on the market, but instead of buying it from the the well-known retailer, the one whose price bracket is a little bit higher, we're going for the cheap option sometimes, and our set pieces. Oh my God! The amount of goals we could score if we could actually take a decent free kick or corner. Well, we'd be talking double figures every game. We would. Uh, we've never have a a decent set piece taker. You've got McLaughlin who can pull off every one every now and again. Lewis Reed was supposed to come in and and be a decent set piece taker. Yet to see that, but you know what. It's good to be talking about these things because the fact that the players, first and foremost, have got the confidence to shoot from 30 yards from a free kick is good. Last thing you want is to be just dinking the ball to the far post and, (laughs) all right, Aiden flips decent in the air. But just stack it on every now and again. I love Adam's comment in this. Uh, in the comments, obviously, uh, Hartigan, the, the free kick expert. Was he, though? Was he really? It came with that mantle. Yeah, I've, I'm not, I'm not going to rant about it, but there you go. Uh, right, <laughs> don't go anywhere. Keep your comments flooding in. Uh, have your say on your team. Anything you want to talk about, Mansfield Tamwise. If you've got a question that you want to put to uh, all four of us, get it in the comments. Now, if you've got an opinion on a player or a style of play or... Anything Mansfield Town related, feel free to get it in the comments now and have your say on your team. You're listening to the Mansfield Matters podcast. It's the show for the fans, by the fans, and we're proud to be part of the TalkSport fan network. Don't go anywhere. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thanks so much for joining us again this evening um, here on the Mansfield Matters podcast. Right, we're going to stay with Accrington for just a minute before we talk all things reserves and that Nick is to talk about their stadia now some some may be glad Clive is not with us uh, this evening because I feel like he would have a rant for about four hours on this topic I might do it for him um, and I'm sure this discussion will come up again in future when uh, things are a little bit more quiet but Accrington over the the last six, seven years or so, have progressed as a club. They've obviously had a a long stint in League One, came down at the end of last season. But prior to that, their stadium was not one of the greatest of visits. I remember as a Stags fan years ago, going there and standing on that open terrace, getting absolutely soaked to the bone, the game getting abandoned at half-time because the pitch was underwater. You have to say, though, that the improvements they've made to that stadium 
absolutely second to none. And if you want a blueprint to base any potential one-course stadium developments on, Nick, look no further than Accrington Stanley. Yeah, it's my first visit. I've not been before. And amazingly, my dad, even though he's been to most grounds in the country, hadn't been either. So it's a bit of a new one for us. But the two things that stood out for me, and the one thing, and it's a really simple thing, is the back of the away stand where we were sitting had multiple openings to buy and consume goods. It had multiple barriers to have multiple smaller queues rather than one massive queue. And then set back 10 yards and it had an open area for smoking, for standing, for eating, for drinking. And it kept everyone away from all the exits and entrances, which the quarry lane end does not have because everyone congregates in the one and only concourse. So, and, and we've got the same amount of room that they've got. You just lose a few car park spaces, God forbid. And you you could set up the same thing. It was covered. It allowed people to stand and talk and chat. Nowhere was busy, yet there was 1,000 fans trying to get a drink because it was red hot. But it was all managed really well. And I think we could learn a hell of a lot from that sort of open area at the back. That was yeah. great. Uh, and the second one was the, the stand opposite us. The main stand had 10 rows of seating and then a whole row of boxes at the back and it had less footprint than the Bishop Street does and I think was a real good I know people have said they might want standing which is fine but that is an option for six seven rows of seats and then the Stags to have the option of selling boxes the full entire length of the pitch for me was uh, a really good sort of blueprint for what we could do with that little poxy side we've got um, but I, I certainly think things like improve like the way they they manage the the half-time refreshments was was miles superior to what we offer at the back of the quarry lane yeah from a from a ginger who dies in the sun uh accrington stanley's catering staff thank you very much um maybe next time get more water because that uh the, the bottle of coke yeah. i didn't didn't like that I didn't finish that I wasted money on it but uh it was yeah cold refreshing it didn't take long to get served and uh, a ginger in the sunshine is never a good thing like nick said we did manage to get the uh, the last the the one row of sort of semi-shade Although to that fan who uh, came up to us uh, two minutes before kickoff and said, you're in my seat, mate, come on, just just do one. Just just look at what, what's there. Ginger, sunshine, protect all gingers. I mean, look at the guy that was on first aid duty, Nick, you know. He... Oh, yeah, he um, he needed protecting at all costs. He was, he was lathered by the end. Absolutely. He was red. He was bright red, literally. And not just his hair. Uh, also, on a little side note as well, um, best wishes to the uh, Accrington Stanley fan who took the ball yeah. in the face right on towards the the end. And uh, well done from both uh, medical teams to reacting so, so quickly uh, to that. Right, keep your comments, your questions, your opinions coming in. Um, Simon says, uh, we seem to get excited when we score, uh, when we get a corner and we aren't very good. And that's probably the only downfall we have. The best I've seen is Liam Liam Lawrence in for Reese Day, and that's going back some um, as well. Yeah, absolutely remember those times. I remember the conference as well, and Luke Jones always used to pop up from a from a corner and score. John Dempster as well back in the day. Um, Roger says, "Why does Oates keep getting injured? He seems a permanent six oak boy." Uh, Mark in the response to Accrington says, "Great pies." Uh, and then a serious question, Alan from Simon, who asks. Do you think the new rules punishing slow play, player failing injury, how, is helping out the flowing games? What's sort of your opinion on, uh, on on those new rulings? Quite possible, quite possible, because you you see uh, quite a few minutes at the end of the uh, first half, and sometimes you know you don't notice it so much, and I, I think it's also helped with the referees. You know, you don't seem to. It, especially on this uh, channel, you know, Mansell Matters channel, you don't hear people moaning about referees quite so much this year because they seem to be, you know, what oh. we would have thought there's a, you know, there's a foul or whatever. They're letting games flow. And it, I think it, it's a good point what Simon makes. Yes, I think it uh, it probably is helpful, you know, towards how we're doing at this uh, present time. I think it certainly had an impact, Cam, on the way we play. That whole punishing slow play, it will stop teams like Sutton wasting yeah. time. And that's no disrespect to Sutton. It's just the way that they, they've played and why they've been successful. And perhaps why they're not having the look which they've had in the previous two seasons. They've had a bit of a difficult start. And for me, Cam, with the players we've got and the quality we've got, I love the fact that we can get the hand on the ball, play it quickly and not stop that clock. 
keep playing, keep flowing, because the more we build momentum, the better we are. We are. And it is frustrating when you do have these spells in games where it's not quite as as quick. And I think Bradford were quite guilty of it. But I also feel like that Bradford didn't have much of an answer to what we were throwing at them at that point. And it's probably the only game where I'd say we've we've been wasteful. Uh, but clearly we're, we're a side full of confidence at the moment. And, and like you said, we can, if we get the ball on the floor and, and get it going, and there's no problem. We've got the confidence. We've got the the ability in the players and we've got the tactics to to match it all. And it, it's nice to be in a position where we've got, all right, we're still players out injured, but we've got a, a decent squad that can play a, a good standard of football. And we're, we're playing teams off the park week in, week out. And to do this at League Two is very impressive. All right, we spent an absolute bag to get to this point, but we'll take it considering what we were going through previously under Graham Coughlin and John Dempster and insert all the manager here. That's almost true. Um, Nick, I, I think the only thing for me is, is the, the time thing. I think the referees have got to be a little bit more, um, they've got to be given a little bit more flexibility. I think when it comes to that, obviously, I like the fact that when teams are wasting time, they're adding that on. But you look at Accrington on Saturday, obviously the, the, the gentleman takes the ball to, to, to the face and you wish him all the well, all the best, like we said. But obviously all that time got uh, added on. We were 3-0 up. It was sweltering hot. We all wanted to go home. You know, come on, just... just, just... Were they ever going to get back in the game at that point? I mean, to be no, fair. They, well. they, said, they said that in the comments. They... Uh, go on, presenters. They said that in the comments. You know, is there any need for all this time added on there? I think Swan could have made it four, couldn't he? He ran through on goal and yeah. could have scored. Yeah, good but, um, to be there. I think the one thing for me that's missing that still bugs me is the punishment for time wasting. Yeah. I th- they didn't need to come up with this really convoluted add time on, add just book them. And if they do it again, book them again, and then they'll be gone. That's it. Because the, the thing with Mansfield is we'll get a game where a team time wastes all. We'll be 1-0 up and they'll add on 15 minutes. Who does that benefit? It doesn't benefit Mansfield, does it? Because we've got to go on for another 10, 15 minutes messing about trying to hold on to a one-goal lead. We haven't wasted the time. So, I, I, I don't know. For me, it's just about punishment. You know, the, the goalkeeper messing around with the goal kick. If you book him once, he, he literally can't do it again. It's as simple as that, but they don't. They, they, you know, they'll say, oh, we're adding the time on. Just book them and stick to your normal amount of time added on. And just book the players. If a player goes off injured and then rolls back on the pitch, book him. You know, if they if they mess about with free kicks, throw ins, whatever it is, just they would soon start. Once players start getting sent off, they'd soon stop. But then you add on these fifteen minutes, and with our record in injury time, I'd rather not have ten minutes added on. I'd rather just finish on like ninety three. Um, and just yeah, you don't, you, we just we don't want fifty. Like at Crew, that fourteen minutes or whatever it was at the end, or nine minutes that we ended up playing was excruciating. Despite us not wasted a second of it, we had to somehow hold on with 10 men for another nine minutes. But it's my rant for the day anyway. Now, this is a comment that I certainly uh, agree with from uh, from Paul Cam. If they waste time, do what rugby does, sin bin. I'd love to see a sin bin in football. Yeah. I think really, really have a great impact on tactics and, and the way teams approach it. And I think as well... You know, you, you see so many silly yellow cards and things like that. Imagine if a keeper wastes time, right, and gets picks up essentially two yellow cards. It would be a, a silly sending off, but wasting time putting a goalkeeper in a sin bin for, for five minutes or ten minutes, it would completely change the complexity of the game because then the, the management would be... Well, what do I do? Do I take a, an outfield player off to, to put somebody else in goal or do I put an outfielder in goal for, for 10 minutes? It would completely change the game. And from an entertainment point of view, mm. I'd be cracking. Yeah. I think it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Listen, it would. better than, we, we've had great ideas on this podcast before. I'm thinking the COVID Cup. This is, this is next oh, level. Come on. Don't you dare. No. That. Best idea we've ever had to don't, 
Oh, no, she's not. We've just, um, bet- just betted it. No, we haven't. No, we haven't. I Moving have... on. I, I think there is more to be done. Uh, for example, in kids' football and the women's game, you can get Sinbin 40 cents. Is it used? Is it balls? Yeah, exactly, that one. It's frustrating because they bring this rule in and the amount of times that, to be honest, we complained about the state of officiating in the Football League. Come down to the FA Women's National League Northern Premier Division. That's a mouthful. Um, I genuinely think they get the referees off of... Um, Sutton Lawn on a Saturday morning. Genuinely, so bad. But they bring these rules in to to try and help officials, and they don't use them. If if a manager or a player starts giving you some lip, book them for dissent, and they have to go off for I think it's eight minutes. But it just doesn't get used. I think I've maybe seen it used two, three times. But it's never been in game that I've covered. It's always been in games that I've seen elsewhere in the league. It just doesn't get used enough, and it's just a waste of time. So we try and help the officials, and it doesn't work. So if it doesn't work at this level, then I'm not being funny. Professional football players that are being played thousands of pounds a week, it's not going to work. I think one thing that I have noticed worked is the... um... One person up in the touch in the uh, dugout area, the the, the um, sort of managers area, and they're only allowed one to be sort of gesticulating randomly at a time. I think that's I've noticed that seems to work. There hasn't really been any, you know, fracas on the side of the pitch. You know, from the Premier League down to Mansfield, I haven't seen um, a lot. That seems to have helped a lot actually, because you only yeah. got one stood up. It, it, that's made a massive difference. I've noticed that one from across everything we've got that in our divisions and it works yeah it, it does, does help definitely. it definitely works i'd be I interested would... I'd, I'd love to see uh, as play uh stevenish to see how that worked with uh with big steven <laughs> Dodge. right moving on because uh, we are running out of time and i said we were going to talk central league and i am determined to talk central league because i did not go out yesterday um just to get out of the house basically um but to not talk about it um central league cup against Notts county a very very young side from Notts county was fielded uh, they had a Papa john's game the, the night before so that would have impacted on that selection a little bit um in terms of first teamers george williams and bailey cargo both got 45 minutes apiece williams played it right back did all right, didn't get stuck in too much and, and did get turned a few times from some of the Notts County kids, but on the attack, did well, put some uh, dangerous uh, balls in. Uh, O'Toole played uh, for around 70, 75 minutes and then predictably got injured. Um, he played uh, CDM for the first, first half and then slotted into centre-back for the second half. So again, that uh, trying to explain to someone why a number 10, wearing a number 10 shirt, was playing centre-back. Interesting. Uh, George Cooper played as well, captain the side, very, very solid, um, did really, really well. Again, looks a, a superb um, prospect for the future. We need to get him a loan move, though, and we need to get him a loan move to the National League um, to get some real competitive football uh, under his belt. Uh, there was a trialist of sorts, uh, Lachlan, who people are talking about on social media, played well on the left-hand side, some good movement. But for me, Alan, I was really impressed with... Um, some of the younger prospects uh, coming through. You know, in previous years, we've only really had one or two names to throw into the mix, but we have got a real good academy set up um, now. Wild Chop at at left-back, I was impressed with him. Flanagan in the middle scored a really, really good goal. We've spoken about um, a lot on the podcast. And then young uh, Charlie Carter, I think it is, played really well in, in midfield. We've got an abundance of talent in there and uh, having this central league is giving them the opportunity to play more and, and to get those minutes with um, with those more established first teamers as well. It only bodes well for the future, doesn't it? I'm going to say, when uh, it, it was depressing, I saw saw the uh, highlights and uh, the, uh, it was either, I think it was Facebook today that it was on, saw all the goals and Abdullah was... <laughs> Sorry about that. Libby just saying she likes Abdullah. <laughs> but it was good pressing, wasn't it? You know, that 
finally took it off the keeper and put it into the net. And he, like you said, he does look a good prospect. Yeah, it's really good to have so many exciting players uh, coming through, Nick. And who knows? Um, we may see some of them get involved in in, in the Papa John's uh, Papa John's Trophy in, uh, in the coming weeks. Games coming thick and fast. And the one thing we don't want to do. I'll always rant about it that I think we should be doing well in that competition. But the one thing Nigel Clough will not want to do is uh, surrender this uh, this league form that we're on. Yeah, it'll be nice to see some play. Um, I haven't seen many of them other than the ones who've played in the first team. Um, but it, it's nice that there's a pathway now. And I think those players will be buoyed seeing James Gale playing week in, week out. I think that will... Um, make them a bit quicker in training and make them want to put in a little bit more effort. If you don't think there's a pathway to the first team, you're not going to try your hardest. I don't care what anybody says. But if you think there's a, a real chance that if you play well, you could be playing you know, in front of 8,000 fans at Man- you know, at Field Mill, you, you, you're going to want to put the effort in, aren't you? You're going to want to try hard. You're going to want to better yourself. And having people like James Gale will, will help. I think yeah. having players like when Jason Law was here and other young players seeing how good he was technically and wasn't playing, I think that would have had the opposite effect. They'd have gone, what's the point? What's the point of me putting these, you know, hard yards in training day in, day out to make myself better if I'm never going to make it regardless? But having James and and, um, Abdullah around the first team can only, for me, be a positive thing. And the young goalkeepers warming up with the first team, things like that, I think that can only help. And and I think the club are very vocal now on social media. Adam Collin bigs up the goalkeepers quite a lot and, there's a lot more good press around with Steve Chettle and whatever the guys have joined us. There's a lot more press around the young players now. And I think there'd be quite a lot of pressure for whoever the Mansfield manager is to have young Mansfield players in the team. And rightly so. I think there should be, there should always be a, you know, ideally at least one player in the 11 that's come through the ranks somewhere. Um, we've, we've always had that. It's just recently it sort of fell away. But real motivation seeing Gale playing week in, week out, I think. Absolutely right. We are an hour into the podcast, which means one thing and one thing only. So will they win, lose or draw? And what will be the score? It's the guessing game that brings you zero fame. But to be the best, you must outguess the rest. So will they win, lose or draw? And what will be the score? In the League or Cup, you just make it up. Because they're just works of fiction. It's podcast predictions. Will they win, lose or draw? Colchester United. Colchester United. The place where we go on uh, Saturday afternoon. How will the Stags fare? Right, let's start with the man who I can tell you is currently top of the Mansfield Matters group, and that's Aaron Wilson. Colchester prediction, please. Colchester nil, Mansfield Town two. Man of the match, Aaron Lewis. Nick, I'm going to come to you next. You predicted a draw last weekend. Are you going to go for the same, or are you back? No. In a- Work to win. I'm gonna have to go Stags win on I two one Stags and man of the match, Mr. Keeler Dunn. Oh DKD Cam. Because hey. it's my friend side, I'm gonna have to back us. Four nil Stags win. Oh, oh. wow. DKD man of the match. Little uh announcement cam doesn't have any other friends than us in this group so he's obviously got an imaginary friend who for some reason is a colchester fan uh i will also go with a stags win i'm going to go for a 3-1 win i think the goals are going to keep coming and james gale will be the uh, stags man of the match when he bags a hat trick you heard it here first folks Bold predictions made by me. As always, if you want to get involved and play along with podcast predictions, you can do so by using the link in the description. And you must do what, Captain Bolton? Get your prediction in an hour and one minute before kickoff. No, no later. No later. Later than that. Uh, let's see what Clive's is very, very quickly. Uh, two nil stags win. And he's gone for DKD as man of the match. As ever, get involved with podcast predictions via the link in the description. Like Cam says, you must do it no later than one hour and one minute before kickoff on Saturday. Nick, because you've done it on here, you don't have to do it. I'll do it for us. So you you won't forget this week. It's just Nathan that has to forget. 
So that's it, podcast predictions. Get involved via the link in the description and have your say on your team in the guessing game that brings you zero fame. Funky music, isn't it? Alan's liking it anyway. Yeah. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the end of the show. Thank you very much for getting involved with the Mansfield Matters podcaster tonight. Really do appreciate your support as ever on the show. For the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. Well, that's all we've got time for on tonight's show. My thanks, as always, to the Mansfield Matters podcast panel and, of course, to you guys at home for getting involved in the live feed and for listening as well. Don't forget to play along with podcast predictions. The link that you need is in the description and a reminder that you must do it no later than one hour and one minute before kickoff on Saturday afternoon as the Stags head for Colchester. It was the final game of last season where the Stags needed just one goal to... uh, to get into the playoffs they didn't manage to do it but can they get at least one goal more than the opposition this saturday to continue their unbeaten run we'll talk all about it on next week's show make sure you follow us on all things social media to find out when we're next going to be live for now though my thanks to cam my thanks to alan and to nick of mansfield town shirts fame as well for getting involved on tonight's show and to you guys for listening at home can we continue the unbeaten run Join us next week to find out why. Because Mansfield always matters. Good night. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.